Global, sparking innovative thoughts. So we're on the second day of Texas Global Summit 2019. I'm Fu Pei, or Chao Wara Kung on the Global Content Editor of Texas Media. And uh, we're going to talk about corporate innovation with someone who's definitely knows a lot about this, and that is uh, Barbara Greer Pillar? Greer yes. Greer Pillar? <laughs> French. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not that good. Anyways, she is the director of Unilever Foundry Asia and New Business Growth. You've worked a lot with corporate uh, innovation, entrepreneurship, technology, uh, over a decade of experience with startups in Singapore. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, um, I'm French and I've been mm-hmm. living uh, 18 years in uh, Singapore, so it's been a while in the region. Um, always work in uh, small companies that today you call startups, but 15 or 20, 20 years ago you don't call them startups. Yeah. So always in technology, I'm extremely curious about the new technology and I'm, I'm a geek myself, I would say. And um, I joined Unilever about four years ago to actually run Unilever Foundry, uh, which is a Unilever platform for startups to collaborate with Unilever, but also for Unilever to connect with technology outside of our organization. Mm, Okay. Now, you said, it's interesting because you said, oh, uh, back then it wasn't called startups, right? And, And a lot of things are new for corporates especially in Southeast Asia in terms mm-hmm. of innovation. Everyone seems to be jumping onto the bandwagon of, of, okay, let's create a team. Let's, you know... Work with startups. Work with startups. Do they really know what they're doing? <laughs> um, I think it's uh, what's important is they start to realize that they need to pay attention of what's going on outside. Mm-hmm. They need to realize that, yes, there is startups, but more, most importantly, there is technology. And technology is, is um, progressing very fast, and it's getting faster and faster. So maybe not everyone is yet at the point of understanding why they should do it, but I do see a lot of uh, progress in that area, and I do see more and more programs and organizations that are basically uh, starting to understand how we can work, and uh, looking for the right impact for their organization. It's, it's coming, definitely. What's the landscape like here in Southeast Asia? Um, Startup-wise? Yeah. Um, it's, um, it's difficult for me to, um, to have a comparison because I've only worked in Asia. So, of course, I know what we, we know about the Silicon Valley and, and Europe, etc. I think the landscape here is definitely uh, booming in terms of uh, startups and technology. There is a strong appetite, but also there is talent um, uh, here in the region. What we need to see now is actually startups who can grow beyond their own country and beyond uh, Southeast Asia, maybe. Um, I think it's still early days. You also see more and more government uh, pushing the startup ecosystem. Thailand is a very good example. Mm-hmm. Singapore is another one. Indonesia is getting there as well. And, and actually the startup there is, is um, ecosystem is quite, uh, quite strong as well. So um, 
What's interesting in Southeast Asia, I think, compared to others uh, part of the world, it's Southeast Asia. It's uh, one market for startups. It's Southeast Asia, but yet individually. Mm-hmm. It's one by one market. Thailand is very different from Indonesia, very different from Philippines. But yet, still, um, logistics and last mile delivery is a problem everywhere for those three countries. So what I'm looking forward is to find solutions that can be cross-borders um, and learn from each other. At the moment, it's a, it's a fragmented landscape, but it's, it's growing. It's very interesting. You're looking to... Uh, everyone is trying to connect the, the yeah. dots, aren't they? Um, what about the corporate side uh, in terms of innovating within the corporations? Um, we've seen that happening, of course, in Thailand. But uh, has there been progress made? Or is this like really... Yeah. Like just putting their toes into the water, you know. So I think uh, I um, Thailand is still new for me in terms of corporate innovation. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm basically here to actually discover um, how people are doing it, how it works. Uh, my how, and, how's it in in, in Singapore? In, in ecosystem, yes. ecosystem that you are in. So um, I think it's uh, different countries, different level of uh, development. Mm-hmm. Um, what we see here in Thailand is a lot of those corporate venture are um, telco led. Uh, a lot, I see. I see that a lot. I think everybody is uh, trying, indeed, like you say, uh, touching the water and see how it's going to work. Singapore is probably a little bit more advanced, also because we started a bit earlier. Um, so it's just a matter of uh, of time. Uh, most importantly, I think also corporates have been trying different ways of uh, partnering with startups. Um, you can follow the cohort model where you go through incubation or um, accelerators or you can go through the funnel model which is a foundry model where we start from a business problem a very specific problem with a business owner inside Unilever and then we go and look for startups and then we curate and then we identify the best one until we reach maybe five potential startups that can solve the problem and then try to work with them. It's a very different approach. Um, the accelerator and incubator model are still very, very uh, strong in the region. You have a lot of them. Um, new ones are coming. Techstars came, I think, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a... It, it's getting there, but I think it's also part of how you educate um, the ecosystems and how you educate organizations corporates but also startups so we'll find a, a model I mean it will it will get there eventually there's a lot of talk yesterday um, about well throughout the whole summit about like the importance of building a good team the importance of finding good talent and uh, there are a lot of challenges in making that happen what has your experience been um it's difficult for me to answer because when we work with startups, we work with startups which are, are a little bit more mature. So they are usually Series A startups. So the team is actually in place. But indeed, I agree with you that um, when we want to experiment, when a corporate wants to try something new with a startup, it is important that in front of them you have a, a, a strong and, and, and good team that can um, take the time to understand the corporate needs and take the time to actually get into um, the pilot and, and deliver what we expect for them. Um, Thailand, talent is always um, 
is always a, a challenge when you look at the foundry team itself. We need we look for people who are uh, curious about technology, and I think uh, the problem solving skills is it's what we need to to look for. Mm. Let's say within the organization, uh, there's there is some talk that like if even you have an innovation section or a team, there's always a problem communicating with the whole com- the company. Yeah, and and being on the same. Page. Page. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is the key to to ha- making? That I think happen? you need to understand that there is a lot of um, uh, change management and education to do. So when you have a when you look at the foundry team itself, we are quite a lean team in Singapore. We are six people in total mm-hmm. to cover Southeast Asia. Our role is to go and understand Unilever needs in the region, but look for startups globally. And one part of our um, job is actually to communicate to the organization what we are working on, but also to let them to understand what are the trends, what are the things that we are looking at. And in order to be uh, heard and uh, to try to have an impact, what we do is we start by listening to the business and to understand what do they need. So you go in Thailand or in Philippines or Indonesia or Singapore, you go and meet the supply chain guys and you try to understand what keep them awake at night. And when you start from that point of view, then whatever uh, education, uh, whatever uh, trends or information that you are bringing to them will be more likely to be listened rather to say, rather to say, hey, look, blockchain is so cool. Yeah, great, <laughs> but that's not actually helping me. <laughs> so tell me more what what's going to help me, and then you have better hears. You, you, it's interesting you said that you have a, quite a lean team. Um, what are the pros and cons in having, like? Um, I don't know if we can talk in terms of uh, pros and cons. I just don't think that we need to have a, a bigger team. Um, when we run a pilot, the, the with the startup. So when we try to work with a startup. Um, the organization, the team from the organization is the one who is actually working with the startup. We are facilitating. We are the bridge between the startup and Unilever. So we need to be here when they need us. If they don't need us, we're not around. Um, Then we are also here to capture the learnings and understanding uh, what went uh, right, what went wrong, and try to start to share those learnings and, and build on them. So I just don't think that you need an entire, a a, a bigger team. And also we are only, we are an enabler. We are not uh, doing the whole innovation pipeline of Unilever. We are just an enabler and our focus is startups. Our focus is external um, innovation. It's innovation through partnership with startups. So it's a very, very narrow area that we are looking at. You have other people in the organization working on innovation in a different ways and different organization. We support and we can work with them, but mm. we are really an enabler for that. Because in the next question I want to ask you is like, what is the biggest challenge? Um, the challenge is first externally trying having access access to the best technology and the best data. So having the right connection externally to have access to the right people. You have a lot of um, uh, clutter, I would say, a lot of things happening, um, a lot in Thailand, Indonesia, Philippines, Vietnam. So how can you make sense of what's going on and who are the right partner to work with? 
uh, identify the one that can be scalable, the identify the one who will be a very niche to a specific market. So that's it's, um, it's a challenge to really, really understand uh, the key driver of uh, uh, the startup ecosystem in, in Southeast Asia and how we can tap into it and how we can know them and be aware um, of what's going on. And um, on the other hand is to actually prioritize, I think, internally, the type of project we should work on. Uh, now that um, Foundry internally is it's very well known within Unilever in Asia, uh, we have a lot of requests and it's making the right choice between the actual project we should focus on and the one where we should not focus on. Mm. Um, this, is, this is one thing. The other thing I would say is uh, Unilever Foundry has been built five years ago and we've got a couple of, uh, more than a couple of interesting wins under our belt. Um, so now the challenge is to still manage uh, organization expectations. We are still an experimentation platform. We are here to help people to work with startups, but experiment and try new things. So success is not guaranteed. And uh, this is something that uh, here in the region, we need to yeah, manage those expectations and say we are here to try things. <laughs> that's that's very, very much true. We are in the experimentation uh, stage. How do you keep you know, those expectations satisfied? <laughs> um, I think you need to you need to make the the right choice in terms of the type of project you are focusing on. Mm. Um, you need uh, to manage expectation not only in terms of success rate, but also in terms of uh, how long it's going to take for you to get there. So there is um, there is project that we are working on where we know it's going to take a year or two before we get results. So you're not saying that it's not going to work. You're saying it's going to take time before we can have an impact. So I think it's... And, and keep communicating. Keep talking about what you are doing, how you are doing it, and the first um, result that you are seeing. And then this is how you can keep the trust, I guess, within the organization. Mm. What is your advice for companies? Uh, looking corporates? At, yes, corporates. So advice for corporates? Um, three things, probably. Uh, the first one, you need, at a very senior level, you need to acknowledge the fact that technology is growing and accelerating everything outside of your organization at a, at a, spa at a pace that uh, will never, never been as, um, as slow as today, I would say. <laughs> it's, it's, really, it's really getting, getting fast. You need to acknowledge that. Um, you need to have clarity why your organization wants to work with startups. You need to have your own goals and own understanding of why you want to do it. And the third thing would be probably proximity. Uh, you have startups everywhere around the world, and most of the time you have one startup who starts in, let's say, Thailand for a specific uh, project or purpose. You will more likely to have the same in the US or in Europe. So um, when you have someone has a good idea, usually it's also happening somewhere else. Mm -hmm. So it's important for you to be next to um, the entrepreneurs who are next to you because it's going to be easier to execute. So proximity is also something which is important. Uh, and going outside and, and meet the entrepreneurs, meet the startups, it's something that I would uh, start doing. Yeah, not just... Do you see a lot of people doing that or, or, or still they're, they're hesitant and they tend to just 
Sometimes people yeah. think that because they put a, a, a board that says startup welcome, startup welcome. Mm. But uh, <laughs> actually, I think it's uh, go there first and, and, and meet the entrepreneur, go where the ecosystems are, have been built, go to co-working spaces, go to events and start to talk to people. And then you will start to better understand them. On the startup side, uh, what is your advice for startups who are looking to work with corporates? So you need to be patient. Uh, there is no uh, miracle. Corporates, and especially big corporates, yes, they are slow. There is nothing wrong with uh, being slow. There is very good reason, actually. So you have to be, you have to be patient. Um, you have to also know uh, when to say no, actually. You have a solution, you have a roadmap, you have a product. The product is, interest, is interesting for the corporate and sometimes the corporate will tend to ask for more and more and more and more. Uh, they usually want to do all in once. So you need to know when to say it actually. At the moment, my product is not ready for that, but I'm keen to do a pilot now for this and this is our the assumption that we want to test. So, but it's difficult because, you know, when you have a corporate interested in your solution, you tend to say, yes, yes, of course, because you're worried of losing it. So I think uh, understanding when to say, to say no. Um, and the third thing would be to uh, really acknowledge that even if we are a big corporation, uh, even if we are old, an old company, we do have expertise internally that you can benefit and tap onto if you know how to unlock those. So listen. Listen to the corporate that you are working with uh, because they do know a couple of things that may help you. Um, I heard about this before, about, about the challenges in, in working with corporates for startups. I mean, because, of course, funding is a very big issue. Um, timelines, expectations. Mm. Um, how do you manage that? So I, I try to actually first understand where the startup is in terms of development which phase they are, and that's why I've, I've said just before, more likely the startup we're going to work with are going to be Series A or pre-Series A, because before that stage, they are going to be too small, too young, uh, to have the patience to work with us, but also to have the cash flow to work with us, to have, you know, so um, we, we nurture them, we identify young and early stage startups, but they are likely to be able to work with us. There is a couple of exceptions. Um, but um, yeah, I think identifying your right uh, target in terms of um, customer is, is important and it doesn't have to be the big guy straight away. No, so it doesn't. it doesn't have it doesn't have to be so build your product define your market and just go for 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 that you mean uh, instead of looking at how a, big you can go look at what is how far best. you can go first <laughs> oh, how far you go look at the best match yes for you at that time yeah uh so lastly what are, what is your you know vision for the work here in southeast asia and, and the ecosystem here what do you see in the next I don't want to say too far because things are changing so fast in the next year. Um, what I would like to see, and, and, and uh, I think it's start to happening, but not at a different um, level depending on countries, we need to see more and more corporate and startup working in the same environment. So in Singapore, we have created, on top of Unilever Foundry, we have created a co-working space 
which is actually an ecosystem for startups. Um, and uh, this allows startups to come and work near Unilever. They, doesn't, they don't have to work with us, but they are within our ecosystem and can benefit from that. And Unilever benefit from them, from being around. When you talk to people, you understand things. You, do, you don't have to work actually with people to get the benefit of understanding what they do, benefit of the technology, benefit of uh, best practices, mm -hmm. etc. So I think what we need to, and we will see probably in the next one to two years in other countries in the region is more and more of those um, co-location mm of startups and corporate. Some may work together and some may not work together, but still work under the same roof. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. We'll so not like a unit within the, the organization. Next to the organization. But in between. Next. But next. But right now it's not next. It's more like... like right now it's either inside where you invite specific startup right. to work with you. Um, Unilever Foundry, the co-working space we created, is called Level 3. The reason why it's not called Foundry is because it's next to. Mm -hmm. it's, yes, it's within Unilever headquarters. It's within our office. We have the space. Mm -hmm. But it is not just for Foundry startups. It's for any startups. Mm. So lastly, how, how do you have any future plans? You, maybe you could share about, you know... Thai, any interest in the Thai ecosystem? Um, <laughs> yeah, I would love... To, for me, it's, again, it's, it's quite new. Um, I know Thailand, obviously, but under the Foundry banner, um, I think the ecosystem of startup is still very young. Um, I would like to see more and more B2B uh, startups growing, uh, looking at uh, problems around uh, logistics and last mile delivery, but also um, uh, leveraging AI for demand planning and forecasting. Um, I'd like to see a lot more in, uh, in that space, automation as well. I think it's, um, it's still new, which means that there is a lot of uh, opportunities that will come. And uh, we'll see when I come back for Texas next year. So happy to hear that you're coming <laughs> back next year, and so happy that you see positive signs for the Thai ecosystem. Thank you so much. Thank you. That's it for our latest episode of Texas Global. We certainly hope we sparked some innovative thoughts that you can use. Join our Texas community at texas.co. Until next time, bye bye. Sauce, sparking innovative thoughts.